Welcome to the Noir Professionals. I'm Sam. And I'm Siobhan. And today we are going to talk about gains and fails over the last decade that you've had on your end. So you would have to tell us, but Siobhan and I are going to share with you all some of our gains and fails over the last 10 years as we close 2019 and roll into 2020. Um, Oof, yeah. Also, yeah, this is also a series. So next week after this show, we're going to talk about our New Year's resolutions. So today we'll reflect and tomorrow or next week rather we'll project. That rhymes. It does, but that's okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little rhyming. So, yeah. So for me, I one of the reasons I wanted to talk was this week I picked the topic. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is because I actually have, um, this month has been a pretty difficult month for Siobhan and I both um, with losses um, in our families and, um, you know, just work stuff, life stuff. It's just been difficult. And... I had to take a moment and do a stop and breathe. And I don't know what came over me, but it was like, Sam, you know, sometimes you get so caught up in the day to day that you forget how far you've come. Because for me, at least, I can get so caught up in where I want to be and how close I am to getting there that um, I forget how far I've come. So I looked over the last 10 years as we closed this decade, and I didn't even realize we were closing this decade until Siobhan had mentioned it to me. Oh, wow, um, Sammy. <laughs> and I was like, wow. <laughs> I said, oh, wow, Sammy. <laughs> I know. Isn't that terrible? This is how my, I just get so caught up in the day. Like, okay, whatever, whatever. You knew you're blah, blah, blah. Same thing. Different day. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I didn't. I'd like none of that really is on my radar because I'm just like, no, no, no. I'll wake up one day, God willing, and it'll be Tuesday. Then it's Wednesday and we're just in a new year. I need to remember to write 2020 and not 2019. Like that's the biggest thing (laughs) for Mm -hmm. me when we change the year is to write the right right year down. But now, though, as I was listening to Siobhan in a conversation, personal conversation we were having, I was like, she's right. This is we're closing a whole decade. Like, what did I do and what can I be proud of? And I hope that you guys out there, you know, can take a moment and just kind of reflect over the last 10 years. What gains have you had? Like and what um, failures or different areas in your lives where, you know, I could have done that better, um, but I didn't. And how you coped with it and if you can turn it around in the next decade. So, Siobhan, do you want me to go first? You can definitely go first. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, um, 10 years ago, are we going 10 years from, so 10 years from 2019, so we're in 2009, right? Mm Mm-hmm, 2009, late 2008, it can squeeze in there. (laughs) Okay, those were what I like to call my dark years. Those were very dark times for Sam. (laughs) And that is because I had, in 2009, nothing. I had absolutely nothing nothing I would be getting my bachelor's degree I think I'd be finishing that in 2009 and I have toddlers two-year-old toddlers in 2009 and I had nothing 
no nothing like that was a really dark time for me and um so since 2009 well so since 2009 i've gotten my bachelor's degree my law degree and my master's in business administration and those were all three great things that i was able to accomplish Mm -hmm. definitely yeah you know um but you know as i was navigating the education piece I also wanted to because I didn't work. So that was why I didn't have anything. I wasn't working at the time. I was just schooling and raising the twins. So I was a stay at home mom. But obviously, when you're a stay at home mom, you are dependent upon other people. Or in my case, you know, you just kind of like using different monies that you may have to float. So money runs out when there's nothing coming in and it's all going out. Right. Absolutely. So when I got to that point where we were like no longer floating, we were starting to sink. <laughs> I moved to um, a whole different part of Wisconsin. And that was the beginning, I think, of the best parts of my life. Failures that right. I think I did. Failures, failures, failures. I have a failure. I don't know if you can consider it a failure. Siobhan, you may. I don't even know if there was anything I can do about this. I never paid any attention to me. Never, ever did I pay any attention to Sam. I was so caught up in raising the twins, going to school, trying to make a living, doing all these things that I never took the time for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can't get those years back. So now I'm 36. 10 years ago, I was 26. And I spent all of that time busting my ass, being a parent, being everything. And not not one of those years did I, um, well, this year I did, but nine of those years did I stop and do anything for me. Like every ounce of me went everywhere else but to Sam. I regret that because... I can only be 26 once, right. you know, mm-hmm. and I can only be 30 sure. once. So that was my fail is I did not stop, smell the roses, take in life and do life. I just, I didn't, I, I, I did not do life. I just spent my life dedicated to my responsibilities and you can do both. I think you can be a human being and a parent. <laughs> you know yes I think so I just think that when people become parents it's like my mom always explained it to me as like you put your life on the back burner and then everything Mm -hmm. that your children want need and desire that becomes like your primary focus because even if you think that you're not thinking about them you are and like Mm -hmm. at any moment you're like something happens to them and everything just changes because now it's about this little person um and mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen that even, like, with my friends that have kids. Like, I was just talking to my girlfriend on the phone um, yesterday, I think it was, or Saturday. And we were chit-chatting, and we've been friends for years. And her baby started crying in the background. She's just, like, fussing. She's like, girl, let me go so I can see what's up with this baby. It's like, your whole life is just different now. You can't yeah. just be like, oh, she'll cry it out. She'll figure it out. It's like, no, I am responsible for this other person's, like, happiness and contentment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's probably yeah. something that's really but hard still, to balance. At the same time, you have to have balance. Yeah. 
we have to have some balance and I didn't understand that then um, I thought that all I could be was a parent and all I could do was what was necessary to be this parent mm -hmm. so when I had free time instead of breathing a little bit I would okay what do the twins need to do you know right. um, doing science projects with them doing things with them doing you know I always like every minute and I still kind of live like this where every minute of the day is filled with something. But instead of it being filled with things that at least a little bit of what I would want to do, it was all about them, you know? Yeah. And so I think that I should have, if I could go back in time and I have the same knowledge that I have right now, is there, there has to be a balance because life passes you by. And that is not, that was a disservice to Sam. You know what I mean? Like it was mm -hmm. a great thing to do for Michael Michelle, but I think that I could have still been a good parent and went to the movies once a week. Like I didn't even do that. Like mm -hmm. nothing for Sam, you know, went to yeah. the movies once a week. Um, when got a, you know, did something for me. Every dollar I got, I had every ounce of energy. It went to my family. And I know that for me, sometimes I think it's an over sense of development because I'm a single mom. And I felt like, you know, I don't want to take any time from them because I'm all they have and they need to have all of me because I'm a single parent home. Right. That's true. So I had a little bit of guilt. And there's two of them. Out. And there's two. And, um, and, and so then the dating thing, like I didn't date in my young years <laughs> when my skin was still smooth and <laughs> no wrinkles and Things you do not have any wrinkles. Shit. Don't nobody <laughs> even want me no more. Um, a whole mess. This is not the time where I should be figuring this out. <laughs> but, you know, like I didn't date. I did not date. And I thought it was useless to date because, um, again, this is time that I could be spending with my children versus going out. You know, I, I would look at it as gallivanting around town you know what i mean versus oh, spending some adult time yeah right. that's how i thought of it i'm not trying to be gallivanting around town i've got kids to raise and it's like mm -hmm. well not really sam you do you can still raise your kids and go on a date you know it's yeah they would live through this but i didn't and i regret that so that's my only fail over the last 10 years is not having balance in my whole with Sam that's my only fail mm -hmm. well then I think that's a good thing to have like some people well really that's a big fail I've had several minor fails <laughs> many, but we don't need to talk about all of them but if I wanted to like some I think a lot of my my minor fails can be summed up in that one big fail because I didn't give myself time you know so, my gosh, I just had a parent fail this weekend. I text you about like I fell all the time. <laughs> I fell all the time. But that's the biggest one over the last. That's my, oh, if I could go back in time and just change that, I would do it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. 26 I, I was 10 years ago. 26. 26. 20. Yeah. Seems so far away now. It does when you put it that way. I think <laughs> when you said like this was the topic, I was like, hmm, and I started like thinking 
And I'm just like, shit, like, what did I do in the last 10 years? What, you know, <laughs> what did I do? I feel like sometimes, like you said a little bit, we get so caught up in the day to day. And it's like, you only feel in that moment in that day, okay, let me just get through this day. And then the next day comes, let me just mm-hmm. get through this day. And it's like, all of a sudden, yeah. the days have accumulated, and 10 mm-hmm. years have gone by. And it's like, is this mm-hmm. how I saw my life playing out? Is this what I wanted? Um, right. And I think for me, overall, when I was thinking about this, I was like, shit, like, I just want to be a kid again. Like, all this adult <laughs> yes. stuff is BS. And like, my best years were when yes. I could just mind my business. And like, yes. you know, you're gonna go outside, Let you're gonna play, <laughs> like your parents are gonna <laughs> yes. pay for everything. Being an adult is difficult. It is hard. Mm-hmm. And I feel like nobody prepares you for that. Um, yeah. It's just kind of like, go out, do this, do that. So for me, I think my biggest accomplishments in the last 10 years have also been, for me, education and career-wise. So I graduated undergrad, and then I graduated grad school, I passed my boards, and I, you know, got my first job as a behavior analyst. And so I feel like I literally spent you figure it's 2019 almost 2020 i got certified Mm -hmm. in 2017 so for seven of the last 10 years (laughs) i have been working toward this one educational goal and i've met the goal Mm -hmm. but i feel like Mm -hmm. sam knows i um and i'm sure a few people have been listening (laughs) for a long time (laughs) um you know that i like to know and i like to plan Mm -hmm. things out this is why i do so well in school because they give you a whole Mm -hmm. syllabus and for the next 16 Mm -hmm. weeks you know exactly what you need to do (laughs) to get the exact outcome that you need and it's that's my happy place. I like that because I feel I, I feel in control. I feel like I know what the expectations are and I feel I know how to get the outcome that I'm looking for. Like I probably should be in the military, but there's all that exercise piece and that's not really good for me. But you the like would do well in the military. You the consistent would. like this is what you need to do yes. every day. This is the expectation. Like mm-hmm. I thrive under that type of environment. It makes me feel calm and relaxed. So Mm-hmm. Me being me and not being as um, exposed to the world. And I just think there's something about growing up and having life experiences that give you wisdom. I mm-hmm. thought that I would also be able to plan out and schedule love. So if you would have asked anybody that talked to me while I was working toward my career, I was like, when I finish school, I'm going to seriously consider dating and love and the whole thing. So I think, Sam, this is why we're friends, because our successes and our failures, we kind of categorize them in the same thing. So I always Mm -hmm. knew that I wanted to be a wife and a mother. I never really wanted to be like a career person but I feel like I kind of fell into that because the relationship thing wasn't happening but the relationship thing wasn't happening because I was like I don't want to be a statistic and I have to finish school and I have to do this school thing and so when school's finished then Mm -hmm. I can go and do the love thing um Mm -hmm. it it doesn't work that way you have to let things happen naturally so Mm -hmm. I feel like I have learned a lot of lessons in the last 10 years um -hmm. and I feel like sometimes lessons come more from failures and hard things than they come from success um you get nice things from success but 
Mm-hmm. I think that you get a um, feeling of accomplishment from a success. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like but even you get from experience from a failure. Absolutely. And I even feel like from my success, like I, I don't want to say that I was money hungry because I don't think that was the case, but I mm-hmm. wanted to make good money. And so mm-hmm. I did my undergrad career and I was like, I want to be a just I thought I want to be a lawyer, but that's a whole other story. I was like, you know, I want to be a journalist. I want to write. I like talking mm-hmm. to people. I like asking questions. I want to know why. Um, but I graduated mm-hmm. at the wrong time to be a journalist. People were like not really hiring <laughs> yeah, not and like journalism either. the way that we knew it and that I had just spent four years studying it was really kind of going down. So it's like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? And I worked different jobs and I saw this um, career that I'm in now. And I said, you know, if I really am going to do something next, I want to do something that has good earning potential. Lesson learned, just because something pays well doesn't mean it's going to fulfill your soul. And you have mm-hmm. to decide if you're willing to exchange your time for that money and is it worth it? And so I feel like I'm in a place mm-hmm. right now where I'm kind of learning, mm, the exchange might not be so even. Um, so just kind of working through that. Um, definitely had some loss of some loved ones over the last 10 years and for me unfortunately it seems like they've really just all come in the last three years and recently they've been coming like back to back to back um definitely the kind of thing that like makes you think of your life and think of where you want to go and i Mm -hmm. just think i would say that i wish that i hadn't only focused on like career and school i feel like they push that so much and that's what we all focus on because you have to have money but Mm -hmm. i wish i would have um what's the word that i'm looking for pursued i wish i would have pursued other angles different things taken more chances but i'm very much Mm -hmm. a play it safe kind of person so i feel like yeah yeah. yeah, you know i feel like moving forward i want to take some more risks and risks Mm -hmm. are scary things i'm not Mm -hmm. gonna sit here and be like i have it all planned out and i'm going to manifest these things and it's gonna be (laughs) wonderful no, it's scary. It's, it's scary. <laughs> you know, it's like I have some big choices ahead of me about what I want to do. And I feel like I just want to go into 2020 just saying, you know what? what? The hell with it. I'm taking these chances and we'll see how it turns out. Because you know what? Careers, family, all of those things are great. But if you yourself as an individual are miserable, it bleeds over right. into everything else in your life. And yeah. so I just think so that, true. yeah, I'm trying to find happiness in the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm going. I don't know what it looks or like. Find peace. Yeah. You know, I think that the first step in happiness is peace, you know, with mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're feeling conflicted about or the things that you're feeling conflictable at least i was thinking about the same thing it's so funny we're like we're like twins you think about the same things at the same time because i was thinking about the same thing like how do you uh, more or less i was like how can you find happiness how how is that attainable and achievable because someone told me because i think there's like some i don't know i'm gonna say this wrong meme mem what is it i say meme i say a meme Meme? i don't know we should do a poll about that oh <laughs> is, it, is it a meme? Girl. Is it a is it a meme? I don't know. I always say well, I, <laughs> I always say a meme. I call it a meme. 
So if so, as the meme going around, that's them. <laughs> your, your, your dogs are like it is a meme. Tell that girl to not say me. <laughs> girl, these dogs. <laughs> I feel like you should leave it in just because for this particular time, it adds to the funniness of why we are laughing. (laughs) Girl. All right. So I think it's a meme. I don't know what it is, but it's a meme that's going around that says like brag. Tell me brag about that. I don't even remember something about bragging about yourself or something. Brag about what you did this year. And so someone posted it and bragged about themselves and I was reading their bragging thing or whatever. And she was like, I found peace or happiness or something I'm like, oh, that's huge. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. thinking, yeah. Like, wow, how'd you do that? <laughs> yes. But you know what I think happiness is? And like, I could be totally wrong. I don't know. But I feel like happiness is, I don't know how to explain like obviously we all need money right and we like money and money gets us a lot of nice things but i think the things that we have to do to get the money are sometimes what's contributing to our unhappiness and then like the stress levels of like like why you need money why do you need money are you in Mm -hmm. debt do you have five million dollars in student loans you know um do you have a lot of credit card bills do you have a lot of um what do you call it like car debt like do you have Mm -hmm. debt and i feel like these things are why people then say okay i need to have this job making all this money because i have to pay for you know all these things Mm -hmm. but then it's like well why did you need all of those things why did you need that car why did you need that kind of education why did you need those credit cards like really digging deep and looking into all of those things and i feel like for me i put happiness on it but maybe happiness isn't even the right word i feel like it's more like contentment because i feel like happiness is so fleeting and i don't want my happiness to be fleeting i want it to be something that's sustainable that i can have access to at all times because i feel like you can be content long term right but happiness you You know what i mean Mm -hmm. i want Mm -hmm. like i feel like contentment you can be happy within your contentment and i feel like contentment is something that is sustainable so like for example like i might be sick but i'm not dying I'm content, you know, I might be hungry right now, but I'm not Mm -hmm. starving. I'm content. I might not be a millionaire, but I have money. So I'm content. So like finding peace in those moments, because I do agree with that. Happiness is fleeting. I feel like especially when we base it on money, because it's like, okay, um, but see, I feel like even sometimes it's a double-edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. Because you figure if I have $5 million, that's very different than, oh, I have $100,000, you know? <laughs> you and know that what? $5 million could definitely affect your contentment or your happiness a lot differently. But it's keeping yourself at that $5 million. So I thought about this too, because we're twins, because I thought money equals happiness, but it doesn't. You know, like, it just means that now you have more money to spend and you're just going to be the same. You know, if you have five million dollars and you're living this five million dollar lifestyle well now the thing is to keep that lifestyle right now the pressure is on to keep that lifestyle so you still have the same pressure just it's been elevated like you may be able to get more but now you got to keep more you know right i mean i can only speak for myself and not that i'm cheap but yeah you are. i like to budget for stuff <laughs> 
<laughs> and be like, this is what I'm doing. $5 million so let me budget for this. Your kids, your kids, but kids. So, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I feel like <laughs> I pay my are. student loans. You know what I'm saying? I would invest and then I would just live comfortably. Like I wouldn't try and, you know, have this lavish lifestyle. I think, you know, that could maintain me, pay off my parents' debt, you know, buy their house outright and just chill. <laughs> you know just chill i think for me if i got five million dollars i'd be like okay so now do i how do i stack that make it 10 you know like Mm -hmm. i would be so like you know i i don't know if that would be my happiness i think like you said before contentment is probably more realistic and Mm -hmm. i think that you know is being content with your lot in life like this is it this is where i'm at this is my life this is what i have you know right now and could be worse could be better but it is what it is you know i think that that's a that's hard too to take because it's like well this is not where i want it to be thank you very much <laughs> it's a hundred and ten percent so it's like how do you find contentment how do you get it how do you maintain that right because i feel like it's human nature to only say like this is not what i wanted so does that mean that in order to be content we can never want more for ourselves we can never dream of better for ourselves to only be content with what we have right now um and just say okay i may have more i may have less but i'm just gonna be content like is being alive the ultimate thing and like we should just all be happy (laughs) that that is what we have right and then everything else around that is either negative or positive and you know just it comes Mm -hmm. and it goes it flows um Mm -hmm. it's really quite interesting well i think that because i look at this you know when you look at your career path and sometimes i think to myself like this is very comfortable and you can get into that comfortability and not want to leave and then end up passing up or or losing out on opportunities so i think contentment um can be contextualized to mean different things so like in the context of what we're speaking about i think when you say contentment it's just inner peace it's not that you aren't going to be ambitious or um, continue to seek opportunities, but inside there's a harmony because that's what matters. It's like, how are you on the inside? You're mental, you know, you want to have that harmony on the inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you absolutely. think? Absolutely. So Samantha, <laughs> we've talked about our, you know, what we thought were our successes and what we thought were our failures. And you had addressed it a little bit earlier that you would have spent more time for yourself. Is there anything else that you would have Mm -hmm. done differently? You know, I wish I had some of the growth, like some of the things we talked about just a moment ago, finding contentment, finding that harmony. I wish I was thinking about these things then, because honestly, I let, like you said, I just let those years pile up and get right out of control. I just came I blinked. I was at the doctor today and I literally said, how did this happen? I'm 36. I was 20 yesterday. You know, yeah, literally like fast. I blinked and it all passed me up and I can't remember going through it. I can't remember. That's what's so frustrating. It's like all I remember is the struggle is real. Like that's yeah. <laughs> that sums up these last 10 years. The struggle is real. 
um, being an adult is real, you know, but I don't have anything like, oh, that was super awesome when we did the one thing. Remember? Oh, and then we did that. I don't have anything like that. And that's living. And so if I knew now and now going forward, and we'll talk more about it next week, but um, that's what I would do different. I would try to focus more on living, smelling the roses, doing the things, you know, just taking mm-hmm. that moment for myself. What about you? If I could go back and do things differently, um, the first thing I would have done, I would have went to grad school right after undergrad and just banged it all out so that I could be certified a lot earlier than what I would have done. Um, I would have discovered Dave Ramsey a lot earlier so that I could be a <laughs> lot better <laughs> with my money. Like things would probably be so different if I didn't discover Dave Ramsey in my early 30s as opposed to my <laughs> early 20s. Like all my student loans probably would have been paid off by now. Um, and I think that I would not have been, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I would have not been so rigid. You know, I wish I would have went out a little bit more taken more chances um, Mm -hmm. and just been like, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to move to Seattle for a year and just see. And if I don't like it, you know what? Mm -hmm. You can always go back home. Um, Mm -hmm. But now it's like you get older and it's like you're set in your ways and you have your career. Mm -hmm. Can't just be popping around like, oh, you know what? I'm going to move across the country right now. Just check it out. You know, so um, I do want Sam (laughs) does that on a regular. (laughs) You know, I feel like it would be different. I mean, I guess maybe you can do it. Maybe a move is in my future. I don't know. But um, it's a risk, though. I think exactly. And, you know, I don't like taking these, you know, risks where I don't know what's going to happen because my first thought is, oh, my God, I'm going to move across the country and then I'm going to get sex trafficked. I'm going to get like assaulted. (laughs) Something terrible is going to happen. My mind just goes 100 miles a minute to the most extra stuff that you could ever think about. Like, I need to work on that. You can tie sex trafficking to anything Anything. I mean, people people are going missing. Like, this is, like, a thing that's really <laughs> happening in the country. And, is, you know, it is. that's how my mind goes, zero to 100, <laughs> real quick. But those are things that I would have done differently. Um, yeah. And yeah. That's, that's it. But, you know, we live the lives that we lived. I think everything happens for a reason. I'm always saying everything happens for a reason, even if we don't know why. So I don't know why my life played out the way that it has up until this point. Not sure what I was supposed to learn from the entire thing, but I've definitely got (laughs) some lessons from here and there. Because some stuff was just stupid. Like, now you know you shouldn't have been doing that. But (laughs) Who's writing the script? It's just a side character. What's going on here? It's like, I need to talk to management because I'm not in agreement. (laughs) Right, like who is who's in charge up there? Somebody done dropped the mic. Um, that's cool. We can laugh about it now as we reflect over the last ten years. But um, during those moments, it was no joking, joking matter. But I hope that you know you guys get an opportunity to just chill out. You know, take a moment for yourself, breathe in, breathe out, do some deep breathing, and just kind of think on how far you've come or how far you've regressed and how you can make that better in the past. But you don't know yourself and you don't know where to go if you don't look back. 
I really firmly believe that you got to look back to see where you're going and move forward because you can learn, you know, from your worst mistakes. You can learn from that. Um, so that's what our show is about as we wrap up this decade. Good luck to you all um, while you navigate all of these potholes of life. Healthy, happy, human. human. So moving mm-hmm. into um, health. So today I wanted to talk about wellness and every mm-hmm. single year. And I am the pot calling the kettle. Let me tell you that first. But every single year as we get older, there's different tests that we need to get. And I struggle with this because I have a lot of anxiety going to the doctor, like a lot of anxiety, like like Siobhan, I don't know how to explain mm. the amount of anxiety I have, but it is real. Like It's just a high level. It's anxious. A high level of anxiety. Yes. To the point where I can't go to the doctor sometimes because I'm just like, no, 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 no. I'm not ready yet. You know? Like I just, you know what I you are. You're like my everything is sex trafficking. You're like that with yeah. the doctor. Like you're just zero <laughs> yes. to a hundred very quick. No matter yes. what happens, it's yes. gonna be a disaster. That's the mm-hmm. best way I could describe it. That is a very good description of it. And in the, I wanted to conquer this this year. I did not want to close this year without going to the doctor and getting my yearlies done and everything like that. And I have been putting it on a list every week, call the doctor, make an appointment. It's been on my list every week. And finally, I went and did it. And it was a lot of, oh my gosh, you guys don't even know. It was a lot of anxiety because, you know, for women, we get our breasts checked and this thing checked and all these things. And, you know, what if they find a lump? What if this and what if that? And what if, what if, what if, what if? Um, but I conquered those fears and I went and it and it, it because it is important um, this year. I'll say for myself, I can speak for me. I had a family member. My uncle died just last week, um, Monday, actually last week, Monday, my uncle passed away from colon cancer, which is completely and utterly preventable or not even preventable, but can be caught early and it's one of those cancers that, you know, they are good at getting rid of before it hits stage four, before it hits terminal. And my uncle didn't get colonoscopies. He was at that age where he needed to get them and he didn't do it. And so now he died from it and it could have not happened that way. So that got my feet moving, plus some other deaths on Siobhan's side that were also very preventable. Um, got my feet moving and into the doctor's office, irregardless of my very high level of stress um, to get tested because these things, you know, not even get tested, but like just get your yearly, get your yearly from your primary care doctor, get your yearly women from your GYN, men get your prostate checked. You know, if you're at the age where you need to get your mammograms, if you're at the age where you need to get your colonoscopies, endoscopies, whatever the case may be, get those things done. Don't let them um, pile up. And it's very difficult for me to say this because it is such a high level anxiety for me to go to the doctor and wait on those tests. But I'm, I'm thinking that's probably the best thing to do, <laughs> right? And now look at that. Ain't that some shit? I'm the one that's like, nope, I have to go to the doctor because it's been one year. I have to check up. And then I go to the doctor because I don't feel well. And they're like, oh, ma'am, you need to get this fixed. So it's like you just never know. So it is 
better and it is best to go yearly to get things checked up because you know what's happening sometimes Mm -hmm. even when you go every year things are going Mm -hmm. on in your body that you're not aware of and you could be totally fine and something's going on you have no idea so i would say listen to your body Mm -hmm. if you feel like something's off don't just brush it off like that's just how it's Mm -hmm. always been or I'll get to it another time because things just get out of control and it's just Mm -hmm. like really really so take care of yourself while you can we have to remember doctors are always practicing they don't know they're practicing (laughs) like that's what they call it a practice because they use our symptoms that we express and try to guess what the best outcome is. You know, there's so many variables on how it could go one way or the other. And so you didn't have any symptoms, maybe Siobhan, that you were expressing. So they had no idea to check. That's another thing. Right. No. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're just ignoring. You're like, all right, I'm going to the doctor. I feel fine bam Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it's like if you Mm -hmm. do see things that are not typical that are like not normal call your doctor be like hey you know what i've been having headaches for three weeks that's not normal something could be wrong don't ignore but i just feel like again Mm -hmm. in our society everyone's so busy and working and Mm -hmm. trying to figure out the next thing and it's like by the time you realize like oh i'm gonna go to the doctor and get this checked freaking six months have gone by and you're like when did that happen yeah like i mean even look at it now like 2019 is over i swear this year just started like I remember New Year's Eve for 2018 into 2019. I remember where I was, what was happening, and we literally just did that three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, more like 300 days ago. Yeah. So, <laughs> but so the the moral of the story: get your checkups. Um, mm-hmm. If anything's going on, and this is hard for me to say because I am the queen of oh, I don't want to know. Um, but if anything is going on, it's better to know. Leaning into growth. Um, speaking of going to the doctor, it always costs money to go to these doctors. And Javon mm-hmm. said, <laughs> so we're moving into our money section. So Javon said in the past about Dave Ramsey and his baby steps. I think this is baby step number one is to have a savings for a rainy day fund right yes your emergency fund thousand dollars yep a thousand dollars and um so this month um my son was sick and then i went to all my doctor's appointments and he had to go to several for him and that ended up by and then all of the medications that came with all those doctor's appointments i ended up spending in about two and a half weeks three hundred dollars could be worse but definitely wasn't planned especially around christmas time so yeah right so it does pay to have some money put aside for an emergency because my son had walking pneumonia so that couldn't be put off till next paycheck you know what i mean like right had to be done deal with that right then and there so it's pays to have some money put aside um, whatever you know, if you if you're struggling because of whatever reason, maybe find out what your copays are, and put that aside, and put aside maybe fifty dollars or sixty or seventy five dollars for um, 
the medication to go with it if you have insurance because I know you know life is real the struggle is real people have real shit going on and it's not always a thousand dollars can't just you know be put aside but at the very least maybe you can put aside because my copay is twenty dollars per visit per person so I can put aside I have three people in my household let's say all worst case scenario all three of us get sick that's sixty dollars and let's say on average each one of us is going to need oh seventy five to a hundred dollars for medication to get fixed so I'm going to put aside let's just round it up to three a hundred dollars each so that's three hundred and sixty dollars that I'll put aside just to make sure that if one of us gets sick we have enough money to cover the visit and we have enough money to cover um whatever medications need to be taken so you can make some sick yeah so you can make some executive decisions on who's not getting their medication because we ain't got no enough like for example i mean me and my son got prescriptions for zyrtec you know like Mm -hmm. that probably could you know if i didn't have if i was struggling and i'm like no we got to get the more important things like it's the steroids and antibiotics that i'm gonna get the zyrtec we'll get next week you know i mean you can do what you need to do for your family but um make those those executive decisions but if you have that 360 put aside Unless say one of you don't get sick, that's just more money you can put towards the sicker person. So I think that is a good starting point and definitely something to have in the back of your mind. Um, because like I said, in two and a half weeks, I went to the doctor twice. My son, I went to the doctor three times. My son went to the doctor twice. Each time it was $20 copay. My son ended up with walking pneumonia. So he had like all kinds of medications I had to get. Like I spent $100 on him alone. So it was just a big deal. So maybe just think about putting that money aside for your copays. And let's just say on average, if you have prescriptions, $100, if you have um, medical insurance that will help cover it, maybe put $100 per person in your household aside as well. Right. And also now I feel like a bad friend because it didn't occur to me when you were telling me all these things that were happening. But something that everyone can use, whether you have insurance or not, it's called GoodRx. You put in the name of the medication that you need and they pull up coupons. And sometimes the coupons are a high amount. So maybe like back in the spring, early summer, I was going to the allergist Um And he had prescribed me Brio, I think it's called. And Mm. I want to say I was able to get a coupon on GoodRx for like 80 bucks. I was like, oh, okay, nice, you know. Um, So it's worth checking out. And that's Mm -hmm. good, G-O-O-D-R-X.com, I guess. You can just Google it, but it works. (laughs) Good to know. Good to know. So that's our money nuggets. Now we move on to our affirmations and we wrap up our show. It's been awesome today. I really enjoyed this topic. Covered a lot. We did. We did. So do you have an affirmation, Siobhan? You know what? I'm going to keep it really real with everyone today. I do not have an affirmation this week because literally I feel like the only thing that I have been saying repetitively is God, why? What purpose does this serve? And I don't think that that is really a very good affirmation to tell other people. 
that's uplifting but you know what it's the truth guys it is the honest to god truth i love it it's just like so so that's where i am right now that's where my walk in life is and you know maybe next week i'll have something that is more you know uplifting and self-care and i'm so you know feeling good within my body but right now it's Keep like it God, why? <laughs> why? It's like, I need I to told know. You, I have somebody has got the. You know what? Someone fell asleep writing the uh, the script up there. Like the. It's you like, know how you listen, like you fall asleep at the computer. Like, you press Z for like an hour. <laughs> like listen, I am tired. I need to wake up my guardian angel. <laughs> tired. I need doing? y'all to like let me win the lottery. You know, Something. let me be like you don't have to work for the rest of your life. You're just gonna get money for being alive. Something like I need some really great <laughs> news to you know bring in the new year because I'm just I'm all done. <laughs> yeah, that is how I'm feeling. That's the truth. So that's what I have been on for this week. We'll try okay. again next week. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay sounds good um my affirmation for this week i'll do two i'll do two um why these are just two quotes that like i said this month has been a month of real life scariness for me like i people getting sick people dying people like a lot of the times that people died this this month like diagnosis came within months of their death you know so it's just like been a whirlwind for me at least and then going through you know Siobhan's like family to me so going through her things with her you know those are um anything medical is really a big fear for me so I had to really get a handle on my fear before I lost my mind so one Mm -hmm. quote that I um, came up with or came up with actually Nelson Mandela came up with it I'm just going to read it to you I learned that courage was not the absence of fear but the triumph over it the brave man is not he who does not feel afraid but he who conquers that fear so hmm. that is from Nelson Mandela and I love that one and this one is from Dale Carnegie. Do oh, I like the thing you, you like him? Cool. Mm-hmm. Do the thing you fear to do and keep on doing it. That is the quickest and surest way ever yet discovered to conquer fear. So me going to the doctor multiple times is the <laughs> quickest mm-hmm. way for me to conquer fear. And honestly, every doctor appointment I've been to, I have had a good experience. So it's definitely helped. Um, to conquer my fear of going to the doctor. So those are my affirmations this this week is just to continue pressing forward and conquering my fears of doctor visits and all of these things and just my fear of, you know, life itself. So we got this, this last decade, this next decade. It's all good. And we're going to ask God why. Less. Mm. <laughs> I love that though. Why, God? It's like, why listen. are you doing this? <laughs> That's just where I am. I gotta keep it. Gotta keep it real. Keep it. I tell I tell my family all the time. 
my life is to provide comedic relief to the people in heaven because i'm just like this stuff can't be real we call them shivanisms because i'm like what like who does this happen to it's just unreal so that's true ever since i've met you i have had so many different experiences and i'm like jeez i said that the other day to my mom i'm like this stuff up yeah i said that the other day to my mom I was like, I don't know, but Siobhan, who knows what's going to happen next week? <laughs> just like, listen, like, it's like, really? Being her friend is a whole roller coaster of events. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It's like, it's like damn. <laughs> but have a little vacation coming up to look forward to. So that should be nice. Some time to relax and just chill. So that'll be good. But that's it for me, Sammy. Do you have anything else you want to add nope, to the lovely listeners? That's it. Nope. Just yeah. join us next week, Wednesday. And if you like our show, make sure you give us a five-star review. Keep listening. Tell your friends and everyone else about it. And in the next few weeks, don't forget, we're going to be unveiling a whole bunch of new, not a whole bunch, but some new things just to kick off 2020 the best way possible. So we are going to continue this conversation next week and we'll see you next week bye